Welcome to C3 Church Hobart. You're about to listen to a message from our series, Every Day. We hope that you enjoy this message, and please, get in touch with us if you would like to be connected. Hey, it's so good to see you all. We've got something very special that we're going to be doing in just a moment. Just before we do that, though, we're, we're in a series that we're calling Every Day. It's a series on the Holy Spirit. And often when you kind of promote out there that we can do a series on the Holy Spirit, you know, all of a sudden you, you go, oh, yeah, the, that's sort of the weeks I might miss church. My prayer is that through the words that are spoken, the worship that is sung, through the pure presence of God, that you'll feel Him moving in you today. We're not ashamed to preach the gospel. And the gospel is about God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We've got an exciting couple of weeks ahead. Today, my boy is preaching, Kyle is preaching down in the Huon Valley on the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm, I know I'm going down. And this Wednesday coming, we've got Pastor Brian Weber. He's going to be speaking at our C3 Wednesday. Pastor Brian Weber is a senior pastor up at C3 Devonport. He's coming down purely to preach at our C3 Wednesday just for that. He believes in what we're doing, so we're looking forward to that. It was said that Lawrence of Arabia was a pretty handy archaeologist. But what many may not know, that he was also a highly skilled diplomat. British Army journals from the First World War detailed that that while stationed in the Arabian desert, Lawrence worked hard to develop strong friendships with a number of influential Arab sheikhs. This would be a move that would prove integral in helping the British Empire in its attempts to hold back the invading Turkish armies. Shortly after the war had ended, as a sign of gratitude, the the British government asked Lawrence to invite those same sheikhs to come visit England and spend some time enjoying the very best of British hospitality, including the privilege of staying in some of the finest hotels. On the last night of their visit, Lawrence was asked to further extend the hand of friendship by, by offering the sheikhs the opportunity to take home any gift of their choosing back to their home country. On the, expecting them to ask for gold or money or maybe an expensive vase that was down in the hotel lobby, the sheikhs instead pointed to the bathroom Thinking that it was the fluffy robes and maybe the slippers that they wanted, Lawrence quickly got a bellhop to go and package some up ready for them to take. But it wasn't the robes. It was the bathroom taps that they so eagerly desired. When Lawrence asked why, they replied that they wanted the taps because from the tap flowed running water. And this was something that they didn't have. What the sheikhs didn't understand was that without piping, plumbers, and connection to a source of water, the taps were nothing more than just a pretty ornament. It was Helen Keller who once said, alone we can do so little, 
but together we can do so much. Lord bless you and keep you make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace 忽然从天上有响声下来好像一阵大风吹过充满了他们所做的屋子又有舌头如火焰显现出来分开落在他们个人头上他们就都被圣灵充满了按着圣灵所赐的口才说起别国的话来那时有虔诚的犹太人从天
nokuti muviri hausi mutezo mumwe asimizhinji kana rutsoka rukati zvandisati ndiri woko handisi womuviri ko haruzirwa muviri zvarwararo here e se o ouvido disser, porque não sou olho, não pertenço ao corpo, nem por isso deixa de fazer parte do corpo. Se todo o corpo fosse olho, onde estaria a audição? Se todo o corpo fosse ouvido, onde estaria o olfato? De fato, Deus dispôs cada um dos membros do corpo segundo a sua vontade. Se todos fossem um só membro, onde estaria o corpo? Assim, há muitos membros, mas um só corpo. O olho não pode dizer à mão, não preciso de você, nem a cabeça pode dizer aos pés, não preciso de vocês. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Celeste, chiediamo la tua presenza nelle famiglie del nostro vicinato. Chiediamo, chiediamo di legarci affettuosamente ai bambini, adolescenti, adulti e nonni. Preghiamo che ogni ramo della famiglia dimostri amore reciproco. Padre, preghiamo per gli insegnanti e i presidi locali che dedicano le loro giornate a pascere i nostri figli. Metti i tuoi angeli sulle scuole in perfetta protezione perché lo abbiamo chiesto nel tuo nome. Dio, nostro principe della pace, preghiamo per le forze dell'ordine locali, per la loro sicurezza, saggezza e compassione in tutte le circostanze. E Dio, chiediamo una comunità fiorente qui a C3 South Hobart dove noi impariamo ed amarsiamo e conosciamo Gesù. Nel nome di Gesù lo, lo chiediamo d'accordo. Amen. Mon Dieu, mon roi, Seigneur des Seigneurs, vainqueur de vainqueurs, Dieu Tout-Puissant, Elohim, Dieu Créateur, Papa, je te bénis, je te loue, pour la magnificence de ta présence ce matin. Jova Shama, Dieu présent, à toi Seigneur, je confie l'œuvre de ta création. Réunis ce matin, Seigneur, dans la magnificence de ta présence. Et là, Seigneur, dans la splendeur de ta gloire, sois, ô oh Seigneur, le secret, la stratégie secrète de ton peuple de cette grande famille de cette citrouille réunie en ton nom Seigneur de gloire 
Papa, je sais que tu es Dieu et que tu n'as pas changé. Toi, le secours qui ne manque pas dans la détresse. Toi, le Dieu qui dit à moi la chose s'accomplit. Seigneur, tu es Jéhovah Rapha. À toi, Seigneur, je confie tout ton peuple, oh Seigneur Dieu de gloire. Regarde, Seigneur, cette dame, ce frère, ce sœur, oh Yahweh, qui est, qui, est, qui est confus, oh Seigneur de gloire, qui ne sait plus quoi faire, mon Dieu, mon roi. Le prince de médecin de ce monde a dit qu'il n'y a plus d'espoir. Mais Seigneur, je sais une chose, que tu es l'alpha et l'oméga, tu es le commencement et la fin, tu es le chilo, alléluia. À la mention de ton nom, Seigneur, tout genou fléchit et toute langue confesse que tu es Seigneur. Papa, tu es le Dieu Tout-Puissant. Tu es celui qui change d'inchangeable. Tu es celui qui renverse l'irréversible. Tu es celui qui amène à l'existence ce qui n'existe pas, Seigneur de gloire. À ceux qui ont perdu espoir, Seigneur, tu es l'espoir qui convient. Tu es, Seigneur de gloire. Papa, devant tous nos défis, devant tous nos défis, tant visibles qu'invisibles, sois au Jova Sabaoth, le secret de notre victoire. Papa, environne-nous de ta gloire. Que ta gloire rayonne, ô oh Seigneur, dans cette assemblée. Et là où il n'y a plus d'espoir, qu'il y ait l'espoir, Seigneur de gloire. Là où, Seigneur, les gens sont dans la confusion, ils ne savent plus quoi faire. Seigneur, tu es Jéhovah, shalom. Que la paix qui surpasse toute intelligence, Seigneur, soit le partage de tout un chacun ce matin, ô oh Yahweh. Afin que, Seigneur, nous puissions chanter un cantique de joie. Et que ta joie, Seigneur, soit la force motrice qui va nous conduire jusqu'à la fin de cette année. Et que, Seigneur, ta grâce abonde. Et que ta faveur, Seigneur, soit notre partage tous les jours de notre vie. Seigneur, surtout, fais-nous grâce de demeurer dans ta présence tous les jours de nos vies, Seigneur de gloire. Et qu'à toi, Seigneur, revienne toute la gloire, l'honneur et la majesté au nom puissant de Jésus-Christ. Amen. Let's stand in this place this morning. Please join us as we do that. Let's give him all the glory and all the praise this morning. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and the children and the children. Auf dir und auf tausend, deren nach dir, auf den Kindern deiner Kinder und den Kindern deiner Kinder. To you picking them, to you picking them, and then you picking them, and then you picking them. Amen. Lift their voices.
had the opportunity to hear from 12 different languages, scripture, in prayer, and in worship. But I'm very cognizant about the fact that there is many more languages out there. So we're gonna sing that bridge part in the morning. And I want you, just where you are, to declare it out in your own native tongue, to sing it out wherever you are. Let the person next to you hear a, a language that is a sound of heaven that comes through. And if you don't have a native tongue or, or if English is your native tongue and you feel like that, that there's just words that God is saying to you, then, then, then sing them out because that's the sound of heaven that comes through. So just as we sing this, just declare it in your tongue, in your way. Let's declare in the morning. His favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May His favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and the children and the children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you in the morning in the evening in your coming and your going in your weeping and rejoicing he is for you 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 sing out amen and Amen, which is in agreement with God, is a universal word. It's kind of like I'm, I'm here and I'm singing and I'm, I've got John in one ear here and it's kind of awesome and I'm hearing French here and Italian and, and that word amen, it's kind of, it's right, isn't it, that it's a universal word in that it is in agreement with our Heavenly Father. I love the fact that that is the universal word. Why don't you give these guys an incredible round of applause. Thank you so much. Wow, you guys can take a seat. What a special time. We are so blessed as a church, right? We are so blessed as a community that we get to celebrate the diversity of who we are. I'm going to get you to keep going, Ash. I pay you well. So we're going to get you to keep going. He was telling me after the first service that he had sore hands and I was like, yeah, come on, mate. You can do this. Yeah, if you got off the pen and paper a little bit at home, mate, you might be okay. He also got no sympathy from his wife. Ash and, and Tash have a four-week-old, something like that, four, five-week-old. And he finished his hard work up here. 
And he went down looking for sympathy from Tash and she just handed the new baby and said, here you go, it's all yours. I think it was a little bit of like toughen up. Some months ago, I had the privilege to sit across a cafe table from a friend that I so dearly respect. As we shared a coffee and a sandwich, we, we spoke of the many similarities that we share. Our age, family status, time we have spent in Tasmania, and even the fact that we've both spent long periods of time working in the health industry. Maybe most significantly is that we were both born again, life-transformed Jesus followers. Yet as much as we celebrated our similarities, we acknowledge that we also had many differences. We enjoy different foods, support different sporting teams. We hang with different friendship groups. We even shared that our stories of salvation were very different. I gave my life to Jesus in a rundown hall on the banks of a, of a lake in central Victoria. Whilst my friend sitting across the table spoke of how he gave his life to Jesus while standing behind a pub on the streets of Highfield in Harare in Zimbabwe, listening to a preacher who was at an old-fashioned open-air rally. Our differences didn't stop there. I was very grateful that the conversation was had in English because his English was far better than my Shona. And there was a fact that we were born with different color skin. We had met at a time when the globe was struggling with racial intolerance, which had spilled into an intolerance of anybody who was different. And as we shared lunch, there was a, there was a moment where we stopped and we thanked God that although we were different in so many ways, we were in alignment as it related to our faith in Jesus Christ. Churches will always have differences, not only with other churches, but even within our own walls. It's not a new thing. And churches will have disagreements. There's actually a really funny passage in, in Acts chapter 15. I probably shouldn't find it funny, but I do. Where Paul and Barnabas are, are planning their next ministry trip. And they have like this tantrum, this, this ripping Barney that goes on over the involvement of whether they should take John Mark on the next trip. In fact, in verse 39, it says this, their disagreement was so sharp that they separated for a time. There will be disagreements that will occur even in, within the walls of the church. My warning with disagreements, though, is that to be able to show a grace for others' views and thoughts. Having been involved with church since the day I was born, what seems to rear its, its head and refuses to go away, though, is not what coffee we serve or what songs we sing or whether the drummer's too loud or the music is too big. Ultimately, we can work through those things. But it is our connection or alignment with the Holy Spirit that causes most angst. 
And I say this not with a theological arrogance, but as an everyday born-again believer who was raised in a loving Baptist church, enjoyed a season of fellowship in a Christian brethren church, spent time in the melting pot of a Middle Eastern Pentecostal church, and now lead a Jesus-centered, Bible-based, Spirit-led church here in Hobart, Tasmania. And it's with this view that I have been challenged, are we showing unity to those who are looking inside the walls of the church? For those who, who stand outside and look and say, what is the church doing at a time like this? Are we showing unity and alignment with God? Paul addressed this very thing in a letter he wrote to the church in Corinth. In his first letter, in fact, in the first chapter, he identified that they were having disagreements. But as I said, he, he, he was used to disagreements. He'd had disagreements before, but it wasn't the disagreements he was speaking to them about. It was the fact that they were not in unity. They were not in alignment. They were not in the same understanding of what they were doing with their faith. The first chapter of 1 Corinthians is brutal. And then he says this so in chapter 12. He says, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. He says, There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. He said, God works in different ways in different people, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. And then in this, he says this in verse 7. He says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us. Why? So that we can help each other. It was Mark Verigese who says you can have a thousand worshippers in attendance, but unless they have one heart, it is merely a thousand people standing in one room. I've been taken by Psalm 133. It's King David and he's writing at a time when he had seen everything. He had seen separation and isolation and he'd also seen a moving together. And he said this in verse 1, he said, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters dwell in unity. Do you know there's a a Greek word for fellowship. And I really wished I'd had a Greek person here to help me, but it's koyanya. It simply means this, to have in common. And this is not the fact that we enjoy the same brand of coffee or even having the same political viewpoint or whether we support the, the All Blacks or the Wallabies or, or whatever it might be. To have in common is the understanding that despite the disagreements, despite some of the differing views on certain things and the way we should do stuff, to have in common is to keep in step in God's will for our life. To be aligned and in unity with each other. I'm going to finish in just a minute. And I know when a preacher says that, no one ever believes it. But I don't want you to miss this, church. 
I don't want you to miss this point. Because in the scripture that Charlotte read to us in the Chinese language Mandarin, it says this. It says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were in one place. I want you to get this, church. I, I, I really want you to understand this. It says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were united in one place. They were in alignment in one place. There was probably about 120 of them. Is that what, what's what we read? We know that there was Jews and Gentile, men and women. We know that there was bankers and tradesmen. We don't know that, but I'm just saying that. We know that there was bankers and tradesmen. And we know that they were in alignment in one place because the Scripture tells us that. The scripture says that on this day, all the believers were in unity and alignment in one place. You know, as they looked around the room and as they entered, and as we enter into a building here, they probably talked to each other. How was your week? Yeah, mine was good. No, mine was pretty ordinary. How did you go here? They might have looked at each other and thought, you look a little bit different today. You dress differently to me. Your activities are different to me. But the scripture says that they were all in one place. And then I want you to hear this. And then it said, and then suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. You see, they were in unity and in alignment and then suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, this is the point, is that a commitment to an alignment brought an anointing to the believers. Do you see that? I believe that God was waiting for the believers to be in unity. I believe that He was waiting for them to sort of look at each other and go, hey, we might be different here. We might do these things. But we are in alignment and in unity with the fact that God had sent His Son to die on the cross and that He would be raised. And with that, we would be set free. And once they were in alignment, suddenly the sound of heaven came across them. Tongues of fire came across them. And it says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. I shared a quote from Helen Keller. They said, alone we can do so little, but together we can do so much. You see, what the shakes didn't understand was it a tap by itself is useless. They could have had every tap in the hotel sent back to where they came from. But a tap without the connection of the pipes to the source will never flow water. They could turn it on and nothing will come out. See, what this scripture says is that we need to be in unity with God. We need to be in alignment with God, the source. And when we are, there's a flow that can happen.
Each tap might look different. Each tap might go at a different speed. Yet the scripture is clear to me is that all the believers were filled with the Holy Spirit. As I close, I'm going to ask you to stand. And in a moment, we're going to finish by re-singing that song together. But I want to share what Paul said after he encouraged the church and said to them, you need to be in unity and in alignment. He said this, just as the human body is one, though it has many parts, together they form one body. So too is Christ. He said, for by one spirit, we were all immersed and mingled into one single body, no matter our status. Whether we are Jews or non-Jews, oppressed or free, we are all privileged to drink deeply of the same Holy Spirit. C3 Hobart, this is us. This is who we are. I feel today that there are some who may have been struggling because each time you go to turn on your tap, feels like nothing's coming out. You feel dry. And you look around at others and you think to yourself, why haven't I got what they've got? I want to tell you that it's about being in alignment with God. You see, you can't just turn the tap on if you haven't received what God has offered. When God sent His only Son to die on the cross, to be raised again three days later, and in doing so, defeating death and sin. It was a gift that was given to us in order that those who receive and believe may be filled. So I want to say today, that if you're feeling dry, if you're feeling like you're turning on the tap and there's nothing coming out, and maybe it is, is that you've never, you've heard this message for the very first time today. In our first service, we had a young lady who walked in the doors of the church for the very first time. She, she heard the, the message spoken in Portuguese and she gave her life in Portuguese right here an hour ago. And there may be some here today who have walked in the doors for the very first time. And you don't even know how to make this connection. I want to tell you, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. We're going to sing this song. And I'm going to encourage as we do. If you want to see the source, the flow from you, I'm going to encourage you to do something bold. Iron out those kinks. Unblock that pipe. Step forward onto an altar. Maybe give it over to God and say, do you know what? I wanted to step forward because this is the time when I want to be able to say, I want to see the flow that comes from you.
In his sermon at Pentecost, Peter finished with this. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you and your children and for all of those who are far off. In his mighty name, amen. Amen. Thanks for being with us today. If you're impacted by this message, would like to get connected, or would like to know more about our church, please visit our website at c3hobart.org.au. See you next time.